Mic check, mic check, what's going on? Welcome into another episode of the KZ Community Beat, episode 51 from the PCCEO, the Peoria Citizens Committee for Economic Opportunity. We have their Head Start director, a born and proud Peorian, Charles White. What up, man? What's up, man? Appreciate you having me here. I had to do that intro three times. I got nervous. <laughs> you know what? Let's start baseline what, what this is. I saw in 25 News, I go to their website a lot. I like what they do. I like how they bring up community stuff. And I saw the PCCE. Oh, and I'm like, yo, what is this? I'm starting to look into it. I found your name. I called a couple names. I'm like, Charles, okay. So what is the PCCEO and what is the Head Start program? So I'll start with the agency. PCCEO, it's a community-based action agency uh, that is funded. So several different grants from state to federal level. We provide services in regards to our we have food bank, a LIHEAP program, which is utilities. We have the weatherization program, which assists with housing. We have AHP, and that's with helping people become homeowners. We have what's called a CSBG uh, grant that allows for uh, family, children, uh, I should say children, I should say more like teenagers to get uh, scholarships mm-hmm. and other assistance within the community. And then, of course, we have my program, which is the Head Start program, which is why we're here. And the Head Start program is it's a early childhood learning program that provides services for children in terms of learning, prepping them for kindergarten. But the other part of it is we also provide services for the families. Oh, okay. And that's, and that, that's the other aspect of it where someone needs to get the GED. We have partnerships for that. Uh, someone wants to go into nursing, we work with partnerships to get them into those kind of programs. Uh, we've done uh, several partnerships with ICC. They helped us get people uh, their trucking license so they can be uh, drivers, the CDLs. Yeah. Um, you name it. That's what we're. That's the whole purpose of it is to give people a head start. So you kind of three sixty. You just wrapped around try to multiple wrap it all different around. services. So you you got to think. You have people in the community, uh, and let's just start with some younger folks. I have a child. I'm I'm 15 years old. Uh, do I drop out of high school? No. We will help you with your child while while you at school. We can have your child and our head start. One of our head start centers providing services. So getting a head start. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then it still allows you to continue on your head start from an educational standpoint. Think about some folks on um, the grandparents have the children. They could be from and it's from birth to five. It gives its grandparents an opportunity. They don't have to try to teach the child for whatever the reason. We we can give that we can get that child prepped so they can go to kindergarten when wherever they're gonna be. It could be Peoria or another state. How long have you been a part of the program now? Uh, I will be five years, actually, come February 19th. Five years. All right. So I'm in April, April 8th, it'll be two years for me. So I'm still learning a lot about the community, a lot of things. I've had a lot of guests from TAP Homes, and you told me you born and raised TAP. I'm a born and raised product of the TAP Homes. Very proud of it. That's, yeah. uh, that's where I got my start in, in terms of just being the man I am. But now you... Taft born and raised, but you're Peoria through and through, man. Right. I've lived on, I probably lived, I've lived on the north side, technically, which is the Taft, when, when I was younger. And then I lived on what's the south end. I used to live right behind uh, the Harrison Homes near Treewind Park. Uh, I lived in Warner Homes when it was there, now it's River West. I lived, I guess what it's called, the East Bluff now. It used to be an old Kroger's on Wisconsin. I lived across the street from there. I uh, lived on Lincoln Street twice, one close to right across the street from Manuel. 
Yeah. And then one further down, uh, closer to uh, Jefferson. So I've had my share of living in the community. Living in the community, but also you're well-traveled. We've been talking about that, too, where you you travel to every state in the U.S. and all that, yeah. and overseas you've been all uh, over? Between playing basketball and uh, my job at State Farm, I was able to hit all the states. I, I was looking back at that like, wow, I've, I've been here. So uh, then I had a good friend that played in the NFL, so even with my job uh, working at State Farm, I was able to, to you know go see some professional football games, uh, meet some nice people, nice. Uh, see a different uh, side of life. But then get a true understanding of you know how hard those folks work. Uh, got a chance to uh, meet some owners. Oh, like so, you shook hands and everything. So yeah, and cool. Like, so I've ha- I've had a good life in terms of being able to see some things and now having an opportunity to be in this role that I'm in and working with the people I work with. Yeah, that that's the key. See, I work with a great group of people that have a lot of skills. Yeah, I I, I prefaced all that to set up this question is from somebody that's born and raised in the community. How did you perceive the community before leaving? Now that you're well-traveled, come back, how do you see the community, and how does that impact your day-to-day when it comes to the Head Start program or, you know, the PCCEO? Like, how how has that traveling helped you see a different perspective of the community you serve? So being, being a young man in the community, when I was younger, and we had a lot of people that were older that always looked out for you. Always had your back. Yeah, had old head. No, OG. Yeah. Yeah. So there was just certain things you couldn't do. And then if you were an athlete, uh, a kid that was smart, somebody that looked like they invented something, whatever the course was that was was definitely looked at as positive, you just couldn't go down that road. Not that they let the other kids go down that road. Don't get me wrong. They always tried to steer you clear. I mean, but I'll use me. I was able to stay out late at night in the tap with my boys, and we could play basketball because somebody stayed up and watched us. Just protected the, they the just court. They just watched us while we were sitting on the court uh, playing ball or just running around. They did. So we never had any worry. So that taught me the sense of loyalty, uh, family, team, because that's that's how it was. That's what I was used to. That's what so your community taught you. That's, that, that community piece was there when it t- says it takes a village to raise a child. You know, that's what I grew up in. Uh, traveling all over, just fast-forwarding, getting to high school. You know, not being able to go to high school with the people I wanted to, then went to high school, a new set of friends, meeting these folks, and then it gave me a, a different set of loyalty, but it showed me some other avenues of life that I needed to have. Uh, played on a successful team, as you know, still my guys to this day. That afforded me an opportunity to go to college. And then being born, raised in Peoria, sure, I had some schools I would have loved to go to. I'm a, North Carolina was my first option. I was and a Mario fan. Yeah. But at the same time, I was always a Bradley Brave. So It was just ingrained in you. Right. Like, so you're, then I just sneak in the Civic Center and watch, you know, Mitchell, Mitchell Anderson, David Thurkill, Donald Reese, Boise Winters, uh, Willie Scott. I got to see the Barney Mines. I snuck in there and watched them. You saw some real yeah, ones. So I yeah. saw I'm like. You know, it was just the coolest thing. And I remember in fourth grade, we played before Bradley at the Civic Center. And then we got to stay to watch the game. And I remember those guys sitting in the stands watching us play. Fast forward some years. Here it is. I'm a Bradley Brave. And kids coming up to me and one modern. I'm like, wow. I remember being that kid. How was that moment, though? So like- it, it was it was incredible. Like, man, you know, I'm literally here at Bradley. I'm playing in the Civic Center. Uh, one of my best friends named Jay Alexander, still my guy to this day. We was just we just saw each other last week, and we were just talking about him coming into the game, sneaking into the games to see me play. 
And I'm like, man, I left you tickets. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't even realized I was leaving them tickets. And he finally pulled was the like, hood thing out I'm like, bro, you don't have to sneak into the game, man. I got you tickets. Just come on. Nah. But he always came and had my back. And I don't know how he sat behind the bench, but that was my guy. And it's still my guy. It's like my brother. So when I look at the community then, I'm like, I wouldn't even be sitting here talking to you It would, because I had all them. You know, my big cousin, Gregory Lilly, he had my back. He would be on me, man. You just, I can't even begin. It takes two shows to talk about how he was on my back to ensure that I didn't go down the wrong path. And I got my butt to playing basketball. I stayed out of trouble. I got to probably I always give my big cousin his love because he did. My family as a whole took care of me, but I'm looking at it just from the male perspective right now. Yeah. He just he took care of me. My mom and my aunts, they did, and my grandmother, that's a no-brainer. It's different, though. Like, right. as a growing man who's understanding his limitations and, and possibilities in this world, to have a male mentor that's years older than you telling you, like, hey, I've fumbled here. I've had errors here. I've made poor decisions. And this is what happens when you do that. Like, it, it changes you, man. It, it did for me. So you fast forward. I travel. I go to State Farm. I work there. I'm a father. Um, so I'm seeing all these things. I'm like, wow, man, this is what they're doing in this community. And I come back home because I still lived in Peoria, but I just traveled a lot. So I would come back, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is so different than what I was used to. You know, what happened to the things we used to do? What happened to well, the Peoria kids? changed in the Peoria, time you were traveling. Yeah, Peoria changed. You know, first is the, the baseball the diamond in the middle of downtown. Oh, yeah, the Chiefs, yeah. Right, I'm like, wait a minute, that wasn't there. They played out Miami Field when they built this. Uh, kids not outside playing, just playing outside, just period. Yeah. And You'd be and, able to tell who was where by the bikes outside. Exactly. Then you yeah. look up, and then I'm like, wait a minute, how are these nice basketball courts empty? Like, so that, that then that's my passion. Like, well, wait a minute. These courts would have been full when I came up. Like, you went to Proctor Center or Carver, if you lost a game, you could be really good. You may not play for the rest of the day. I've seen people get into fist fights because they lost. Because they knew, man. You, man, we 10 games down now. Mm-hmm. I mean, emotions run wild. So, right. Because yeah. you just wanted to win. And it wasn't even nothing personal. So you fast forward that now to the role I'm in working for PCCEO. And here it is this community action agency that provides all of this services to the community. Like, wow. These folks are giving back. But when I was a kid, I remember because my aunt worked here. Long oh. before I did, I had a relative who worked. In the same agency, never in a million years did I think that I would be working. You would end up here? I would be, I didn't know I just would have never picked it. And then to be put in the role that I am in terms of the head start side of the agency. So now you're telling me I get a chance to work with great people and we get to help families at the start. We have an opportunity to, to put a big input, a positive input, imprint, I should say, not an input, I would say an imprint on this family. Yeah. So by the time that that child gets to kindergarten, um, that family's progressing throughout the child's educational uh, career and the family's own life uh, span as well, we, we, we could make a great impact on that. How great could that be? So that's what we start looking at it from the standpoint of a lot of the violence and stuff that we had going on. You know, we need to make sure that, okay, let's, let's try to see what we can start here. Because some of the kids that have been in certain situations, I'm sure we probably got their little cousin or brother or sister in our program. So having that opportunity and having the ability to say, okay, hey, you don't have to worry about childcare in terms of learning. 
because Head Start is not a daycare. It's a learning center. Mm-hmm. We got you. I got six locations. One of them, we should be able to accommodate you and your family. So we can take care of that now and you can yeah. focus on working. Well, we got Webster Center, Andy Joe Gordon uh, Learning Center, Woodruff Career and Technical Center, uh, Trey Pavilion ESL. We, we, we had Tree Wind, but that changed. That's City Link now. That's City Link now. Okay. We have our Sheridan Center. Sheridan Manual Academy? Yep. And then I see the City Link here on your website. So, exactly. So you, you have those centers, and what we're doing right now is we we are focusing on Peoria proper, um, in, ensuring that we get there. But our program is for Peoria County, and like when I was opening, telling, doing the opening of CityLink, there are people who live in Bartonville, uh, Hannah City, which is still part of Peoria County, uh, Chillicothe. They may work in Peoria. So imagine you working here, but your child's learning is, you know, 40 Different minutes community. away. You, you at work now, you got to race home or something. But picture you being able to bring your child with you into the city, drop your child off at that learning destination. Mm-hmm. Now you can go to work, and then you have the ability to pick your child up, and then y'all go home together. You could probably do lunch too if it, you're still you know, within like the if you had time. Yeah. I want to swing by the I want to swing by the center just to see what's going on to read to the kids. I mean, it's so many things we can do with families. It's amazing. That's what that's when they started Head Start a long time ago. When mm-hmm. President Lyndon Johnson did it was to give. Families um, struggling from a, a financial situation, uh, an opportunity to be on par for the children to be on par when it was time for those kids to go to kindergarten. Then they added the aspect of helping the entire family. So mm. that's what we do. That's what our community action agency does. That's what PCCO is all about. It's not just that one program. It's all of us combined providing the service in the community, and we. We we had no we had in the directions that we should be. So I'm yeah. I'm just I was hyped. I'm excited about the fact that I'm sitting here doing this. You know, my wife's in education. I would have never thought I was gonna do that. And I'm like, man, I don't know how she do it. That's tough. So but I get why she do it. So what was the final like grabbing aspect in life that you're like, oh no, this is where I'm supposed to go? When I first took the job, I was like, I'm probably gonna be here for a little bit and I'm gonna go find me something else. This isn't my field. But what drew you to it? Originally? Uh, well, hey, I was working at State Farm. I got laid off after 25 years. Um, then I went to work for Walmart, and I started climbing the ladder there in terms of the managerial path. Yeah, you bounced them back. And then um, uh, Mr. Bragg, which is my guy, he uh, he offered me a position here. And he knew I didn't have the experience, but he was like, you could get this done. So I always have to give him his credit. And having the ability, then when I got here, I just learned. Just quick on it. I just went. I went to the trainings. Um, the other thing about it was I was humble, and I had and I, I have um, some great people I work with. And one of the things one of my uh, one of the persons that worked with me said to me was, "You got to look in the mirror. You want people to change. You got to do some changing too." So that's when I knew I was supposed to be here because when I did that change and started addressing the staff the right way, everything for me personally now because we're talking about me at this point. Yeah. That's when I was like, I'm in, all in. And I remember a lady telling me, she's like, once you hit that, once you hit whatever that point is, you're not going to ever want to leave. They may offer you another job somewhere, but you're going to want to stay because I'm actually in a role that legitimately could change someone's life. Yeah. And I've met people that have been part of Head Start that have such successful careers. The, the top person at Head Start, the president of Head Start nationally, our national leader, was a Head Start student. So 
you you have to look at that and go, wow. Not in a community. That is wild. It's crazy. This person sitting in Washington D.C. that's running the shows a Head Start suit. You you <laughs> when you go to conventions and you hear you meet people that yeah. was part of Head Start. You, I'm sure people listening to your program, I, I guarantee it was a ton of them were part of Head Start. So I wanted, we want our community to understand we're here. We've been here, but no, we gonna we out. We out in the front for, forefront now. Yeah. Take a look at us. Come in and, and work with us. You know, our goal is to solidify our partnership even better with Peoria Public Schools because we're in three of their centers right yeah. now, and we're so grateful for the fact that we have that wonderful partnership with them. You know, the children that go to Annie Joe Gordon, when they leave Head Start, probably 60% of them potentially probably going to go right down the hallway and stay at Annie Joe Gordon. <laughs> so that's not like they're in an unfamiliar setting. I mean, all of those things factor in. So you got to start somewhere. You know we want to change the community. When we were talking prior to getting on the air and just looking at the community and some of the things you were doing, we got we got to let these young folks know, okay, there's a different way. You know, you can come. You know, we young folks can come and volunteer and help at the Head Start Centers. You know, okay, yeah, People yeah. in the community, you know, we are looking for partnerships. You know, you can come and read the kids. I think people sometimes think it's all about money. One thing about Head Start, your time is just as valuable to us as your dollar. Why is that? Because having you, money we definitely, you always definitely need to yeah, let's be able be, to do, yeah. let's, let's be real, <laughs> yeah. in order to do some additional things. But your time is valuable because I have you. You know, you imagine that doctor coming in and not just coming in as a doctor. Say, you know what? Today I'm I'm not providing physicals this time. I'm coming in because I just want to read to the kids. Spend quality time. So I'm gonna spend some quality time in this particular center because it was close to where I was at. I like it, so I'm gonna go read to this classroom today. Next time I come back, hey, I'm gonna offer you all um, physicals for children because I know they need physicals to be a part of your program. That's part of our partnership with OSF. You know, we have two full-time nurses that work for us. Oh, that's all amazing. year yeah. take care of our facilities the other part i want people in the community to understand is i want them to come and look at our centers you know my goal is to get some partnerships where let's say someone lives close to our center at sheridan and they, they go in there and say you know what i really like this center so my thing is well how about you sponsoring the center i'm like well, what does that mean it means you, you you could financially provide financial assistance or you can give time and then that's one of those who say, well, you know what, Charles, I really can't do this, but I want to sponsor a classroom. So this classroom is sponsored by XYZ, and they've donated blankets for the classroom, or and they had the funds so we could get new cots uh, when it was time to change them. Whatever, the, up new rugs, this part of toys. Because it's a community. It's for the community. You know, our You're building a community. Exactly. But and that's what our that's what PCCEO is. It's for the community. Yeah. It's for Peoria County. And that's that's why you when you saw that all that coverage to open up the um CityLink. Mm -hmm. So just think about it. We have a center at CityLink. We have a partnership with CityLink. We have a bus that's wrapped. Just like in, I'm sure you've seen uh Logos and Planet stuff on Fitness. It. Yeah. We have a we have a city bus that's wrapped with Head Start stuff on it, uh, promoting our uh, brand, um, giving the information so people can contact us to enroll their children. We, It's just a great opportunity, and I'm just so excited because I just see 2024 being 
we're positioning ourselves to do what we should be doing and more. And what better way to do it is to be a part of the community. I mean, a year ago, you and I didn't even know each other. No, not you, at all. You happen to have an opportunity to see something that we were doing. Like, wait a minute, I, I like what they're doing. You literally just saw it on 25 News. I was like, oh, wow, look at that. I, and I called you within maybe like 45 minutes we were on the exactly. phone. Exactly. And I'm like, hey, I'm in. Because yeah. Was, I didn't even have to sell you. Right. I'm like, like nope. what you need? I was and like. He was like, you know about me? I'm like, I listen to your radio station too. I, because I do listen. And then I'm sitting there going, I want the community. I want Peoria community first and foremost. I'm starting small in a sense of understanding where we are. And I want Peoria County to understand that. We're here now, and we're working our way to get to you in terms of getting out there. But if you work within Peoria itself, come and check out one of our centers, you know, or let's get together so we can see what we can do in regards to potentially maybe getting a center out there. Because maybe instead of having X amount of classrooms in one center, maybe I just reduce two classrooms and open up a center there, same number of kids, but I got, I got a center there because you need our services. Yeah, you have a, an area now that's going to be covered. Exactly, because you think about it, okay, instead of a place having six rooms, okay, I'm like, well, do we need all six here? Where do these people live at? Well, you know, half these folks live in Bartonville, just for the sake of the example. So you're driving from Bartonville, dropping your child off a of city lane. Wow, so if I took these two classrooms, predominantly they live in Bartonville, and I opened up a center in Bartonville. Think about the convenience for you from a family standpoint. Oh, yeah. You, you you have to look at that. Think about the familiarity for the kids. So now you're learning. I'm in my environment as well. All those factor in. Not to say that you shouldn't uh, broaden your horizon. Trust me. It's we're, we're going to good do that, to but, travel, yeah. But you, it, it's less travel for the family. You know, we, we're talking about family still having some financial difficulties right now that need our services. So let's make let's do everything we can to ensure that we are doing, we're helping them. Well, there's also a big point of conversation also that, like for me, I use myself as an example. I, I was in Chicago radio. Things were great. I was loving it, right? But then life happened. COVID happened. My position got terminated. I was able to, I had some savings, but eventually I had to go on assistance. And I remember for the first time in my life, I felt shame, like asking for help. I know I'm not the only person in this world that has that, like, hey, I can't do this on my own. I have to ask people for help. So even getting to that point of like, hey, I need assistance is, is a big step. But then actually showing up consistently and then understanding, like, no, it's okay that my community is supporting me. Like, how do you get people to transition from I can't ask for help, I got too much pride, to you're part of our community now? So that's part of when we do the wrong way. That's when you go to people that work at Head Start, and I'll just start right there. Mm. I have a great group of people, and one of the things I said to folks is, I need you to be Team Head Start. Not Team Charles White, not Team XYZ, Team Head Start. That means that you're going to find follow the fundamental principles of what Head Start stands for. That means that we have to meet people where they are. You have to make those folks feel comfortable when they come in because they're coming in and signing up their most prized possession. The other part is now I'm about to ask you some personal questions that you may not want to share. So now we need to create an environment where you're comfortable sharing that. And one of the things we were able to do is we our administrative offices for Head Starter at 616 Abington. It's called Woodruff Place right across from the old Woodruff High School. That facility now when parents come in, they have somewhat privacy. 
Um, they can share information if it needs to be to the point where they need to go to a conference room to have a conversation. They can do that because we have the space. Um, everything in the building is new. It's nice. Uh, aesthetics matter. You know, people like to come someplace and, and, and feel comfortable. Make them feel nice. safe, comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. The other part of it is they may have to bring their child with them, right, or children. Well, we have a play area in there. So while you're in there completing all of the business aspect of the Head Start program and signing and all doing all that, we have a place right there now your child can play. Mm. So you can be vulnerable in that moment right. rather than seeing your like, kids watching. Your kids you. over there playing, now you can have this conversation and you're looking like, wow. You know, the staff made it a point to ensure that we had a play area for kids. It's the small things that some of us may not take in consideration can bring comfort and support in the moment of feeling very vulnerable. Exactly. The simple piece of you make eye contact with someone and just say, hey, how you doing? Or good morning or good afternoon or hope you had a great day. Well, it's like people who experience homelessness. Like it, you, you'll a lot of people walk past somebody that is displaced and you take away that humanity aspect from them. You know, it is. Well, the other part of like people don't think about. You're homeless if you have to stay with a relative. It's not your house. What if they decide that you can't live there anymore? True. Like, no one ever thinks of that stuff. You, I had to move back in with moms uh, during COVID. You, that's no longer. Yeah, technically speaking, it's not your house, but at the same time, you know, it's still home. But mom might be like, you know what, you got to go. Now what? Yeah. So, you can overstay your welcome, moms. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So you. She won't say it, but you but know it. You just kind of look like Man, she ain't getting no groceries. <laughs> he didn't pay no bills. Right. It's time to leave. <laughs> so you. So one of the things that we do is, we never ever make people feel less than what they are. We're no more. It's vital. Yeah. We're no more important than you. We're actually here to help you. That is our responsibility. If someone, you know, have people said thank you, I'll be like, you're welcome. But no, really, I look at it, no, thank you. Because you're actually trusting us enough to allow us to help you. Let me ask you this. You said 2024 is going to be the year you guys make the staple in the community, right? This is this is the year you feel. This, yes, I feel it. And you also said that, uh, was it your, your aunt that used to work there? Yes. Now, how has the organization evolved and changed from the years of, your aunt was working there. Now you're there. Now 2024 is being primed to be the year you guys make a big impact in the community of our members that need assistance. It, the change is the the way the organization is set up. Um, when my aunt worked there, 7-Eleven was just it. That's what they had that I knew of. And the Head Start was used to be in the main headquarters not too far from here in a little bitty space. Now we have six centers. Six so centers you, around so you, Peoria. Yeah, six County. centers around Peoria. So you think about that. You have uh, more employees that work here. Mm -hmm. You know, on the side of the building at Seven Eleven, it says "People helping people." That is a true statement. That's what we're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be doing that in everyday life, but in our jobs, what we do on a day-to-day -day basis, that's what we do. Our light heat program for energy light. assistance. It's the best in the state, but people don't know that they are the best in the state. Yeah, they, I don't know anything about that. Can you tell me so about that? So for our LIHE program, it's energy assistance. So they help a lot of folks with, you know, their Ameren bills. Which right now, that right is like now. one of the biggest and issues. they're about to uh, be listening because they're about to start up uh, another one of their events coming up uh, later on in the month. So, but they're the best in the state. Where can we find information about so, that? So uh, you can go on to PCCEO.org, mm -hmm. and then it'll have it. And then they'll start putting it out on our PCCEO Facebook page as well. So you'll more information will be coming of their event, and it's actually, uh, we just had a meeting. 
and I want to make sure I'm correct, I believe it starts uh, February 29th because it's it is leap year. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll, it'll be at a uh, Promise Academy. Starts at 8 a.m. But they could look online to find it. I mean, I work with somebody right now that's one of my peers that has the best program in the state of Illinois. The because program, they're so. the best. You can stand on that. I can stand on it 100%. That's why I'm telling you right now. Yeah. I work with a, a, a food bank that we, all day long at 7-Eleven parking lot, you got people coming in, we're giving away food. I work with uh, Miss Robin Grantham, who's working to get our families that are uh, living in some of those facilities that we own, working to help them become homeowners. I mean, that's just a small aspect of what we have. Then you think about the internal pieces of it, you know, our new CFO, our new HR manager, they're working from the internal aspect of it, ensuring that the agency is running smooth. We have all our ducks in a row. Nice. Um, our interim president and CEO, Mr. Edwards, he's in there saying, okay, now he has to look at it because I mean, we got to look at the whole picture, making sure that this whole, all, we have all the pieces in place. There's a business aspect exactly, to what you there's a business piece. Yeah. We have a board of directors, you know, Ms. Powell, Ms. Maxine, Mr. Andy, uh, Ms. Carrie, our new person. Um, she's doing it. We have Miss, uh, one of our board members, her name is Miss Agnes Crooks. We have for Head Start what's called a policy council. That's parents. They have a big Also, voice. you incorporate the parents within. Yeah, they, for Head Start, they have a big voice in what we do. When we, before we do something at Head Start, I have to take it to the parent policy council. I meet once a month with them. Oh, that's cool. I sit down and I tell them everything. Whatever, the good, the bad, the ugly, they know. They so that's how you get cats to end up becoming the CEO so, or the head so, eventually. Well, you run through the program. You sitting through the program and, and you're on that, and you have here this board member who's who's there that has your back that's saying, "I got you all." Then you turn around and you have um, parents who maybe this is the, the first uh, board they've ever been on, but then they can put that on their resume when they go do a job interview. So. It, that's cool because you're giving them real life work experience, and then they because actually, they're in a committee. There you go, and you actually know the Head Start business, like you know the financial report, like yeah. you know, okay, we spent this past month, uh, one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars total. We spent X amount of dollars on uh, salaries. We spent X amount of dollars because we put repaired some doors or we bought this. They know when we did the facility that the six sixteen Edmonton. I had to explain to the parent policy council. Here's why. Here's what I'm doing, and here's why. And then when they saw it, they was like, "Okay, we get it." And you know, it, it's it's not just us. See, that's the part that why that's why it's called a community action agency. Yeah. Because what's the first word in there? Community. Community. You know, when you look at PCCEO, that's why those initials stand for what they stand for. Yeah. Peoria Citizens Committee. Right there. I'm just gonna stop right Peoria there. Peoria Citizens Committee. committee. <laughs> so that, that's telling you up front what that is. But, you know, you, you, you got to step back and you got to look at this through a different lens. The more I started working here, the longer I was here, the more I started going, man, I got to change my approach even more. I got to step my game up because, also because I'm falling short. Oh, cause, because the organization has picked up its game. You it's know, helped you well, elevate and, yours. And my thing was, even if the organization wasn't, I got to pick my game up. Maybe me picking my game up picks the organization up. It don't matter. Either yeah. way, we're going this way. Of course. So I looked at, after last year, I said, I told the team, uh, 2024, we, we moving. So I gave them the example. And this is the part that I'm just trying to figure out how to put it in my buildings. Mm -hmm. We're going uphill regardless. Here, here's the different ways that you have to walk up the hill. There's mud and sand. It's tough. 
We're still going up, but it ain't an easy walk. Yeah, you're pushing the, the boulder one, up. But then the next one is gravel. But you don't have no shoes on. You're just in your socks, so, you know, they could stick you. But you're still walking. Then the next piece of that, if, you, if you're progressing the right way, you have grass. And hurting your feet, you know. After a while, it'll kind of hurt, but it's not that bad. But you're still walking up. Now you get to the point where you got just a smooth path. Shouldn't hurt you at all because now you got some shoes on, but it is still kind of steep. I got to be, man, I got to do a little bit of work, but not as much as the other three. Your next steps you should be at is you have steps. You just got the plain old uh, block steps. Mm-hmm. So, But you're walking up steps. You got a handrail. You're walking steps so you can see you got a little bit of a platform now. Then it's another set of steps. So that's how I've been breaking it down. Then I said, the, here's the last two pieces. If we're really hitting our stride, now we got to escalate. Now you just get on and take the ride up. You already built the path, yeah. Then your you final the piece, if you're really doing it the right way, is you got an elevator. I could have walked up the <laughs> stairs and came here, but I had the elevator and came to the 12th floor, and I didn't do nothing but stand. I yeah. did nothing but gotta, push two buttons. Yeah, put so, the hard work in Exactly. First. So I said, I know for a fact we're not at the escalator in the elevator stage yet, but I don't think we're – I think we've moved past the, the gravel, the um, – and the mud and sand. I think we somewhere mm-hmm. between the grass and the, and the block steps. So, and that's okay because no matter what, we're still going this way. I just want people to go as an employee period. Hey, as you keep walking, there's a little path. And some people are like, I don't want to take that road. No, that road leads to an easier way to walk up. Just keep going. So just keep on going. Now, I'm not saying you can't go this way, but sometimes you got to work smarter, not harder. Of course. And the other part of it is, so that's that's like where the community partners come in. It's because we know we need community partners. You know, one of the biggest things going on right now, and you just said it about yourself, the mental health aspect of what COVID did to people. Yeah. Like, people think COVID-19 is over. I'm like, yeah, the, the COVID itself was... Uh, the experience. Let me say <laughs> I had COVID. Yeah, me too. Like, I had it to the point I was, like, praying to God, please don't make me go to the hospital. Well, I was in the hospital couch. with oxygen. See, I didn't get that far, and I was so thankful to God. I couldn't I even lift 20 struggling. pounds for right. two months. I couldn't taste, eat. I was. I feel you. Dude. So I understand that part. I didn't think about, honestly, it didn't hit me with the mental aspect of that. Like, wait a minute. The entire world closed for so many months. The world. It's crazy. In our lifetime. Like, we masked up we, everything. You couldn't wear a mask. I got to stay six feet from you. You Don't touch this. Wipe the door off. And just think, uh, in January of the year, you wasn't wiping the door handle. You were still talking to people. Dude, in February, first exactly. week of February of 2020, me and the girl had just started dating. We're no longer together. But we went and took a trip to New York. February of 2020, dog. I was in the the Met, right? Right. I there. literally grabbing rails, everything, then going to grab a slice of pizza, not hand sanitizer. Didn't even think nothing about it. Nothing. Now you mm. blink an eye, like, whoa, hold on, man, let me. So before oh, I got in the studio, I put hand exactly. sanitizer. <laughs> so so you think about certain things that you didn't do, and then so you're thinking about the mental aspect. Now you're asking. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it from the employee standpoint. You know, employees are still people. Yeah, they still had to go through the same thing. So you need. So my job, right? One of my main focuses is how do I ensure that I got these folks mentally stable and they're they're comfortable. And so that that's one of the partnerships I want people to be able to come in and help our employees out because I want our employees to be solid, so that a they can help themselves and a one they can help these families because when people come in and I'm teaching kids, you know, you don't know what it's like to go in a classroom and stand there all day. 
teaching little ones and getting hugs. You gotta, I mean, it's, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a, when you talk about tipping your hat to people, I'm like, wow, you know, y'all my new superheroes because I don't know that I could do that. Oh, people that teach, instruct, you, you, you are, the patience you, you, just, you need. You are, in, you are an incredible person. So Patience and acceptance because everybody in their room has a different perspective, different learning rate. So they have a different intake of how to get that information. And it, it may be two of you, but it's still 17, depending on where you are. So if you're in a three to five classroom, it's 17, three to five year olds. Make that Yo. make sense. But from eight to three? Yeah. Come on, I got to get you to take a nap. Does a kid want to take a nap? Okay, we got to learn this. I need you. And then you don't know what the child came to school with. That's an entire new element. That's a whole nother element of it. Now, <clears throat> so so that's why the other aspect of it is when we talk about helping the other part of the family is, okay, we don't know what that family's dynamic is, what they're struggling with. So we got to make our environments as welcoming as possible, making sure you understand where we are and how we're doing. You know, so that's that's why I like the ribbon cutting was so important at City Link to show people here's what we're doing. Hey, come and take a look in this facility. Oh my God, this is really nice. So was that a moment where you feel like you established this new chapter with? Yeah, I did. That started like I, that was like okay, this is where it. this is where we're it's going. It's a new chapter. Yep. It's, Rolling it's, our it's, sleeves up. Let's that's go. It. Whatever we, happened in the past, we're it's now moving with. forward. We we going this way, and are we gonna hit some some blocks? Absolutely. We're gonna have some. I said, but here's the difference. They're not gonna be blocks where we can't go through they're just going to be the speed bumps mm. and if somebody decides they're trying to put a wall up i'm gonna help i'm gonna go find some people to help me knock it down <laughs> or if i can't knock it down you i'm better like, talk to texas no <laughs> <laughs> Man. not to get political right, right. you know what i'm saying <laughs> oh, right, go, i know, know somebody just got mad at that yeah, comment they, and it should, I it's a joke don't care <laughs> it's a joke <laughs> See, hey i'll stand on things but, but that's the but that's the part it is though you have to have you have to be able to have fun see when i see little kids you know, it doesn't matter who, who's in our facilities. You 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 name the race. I'm sure they they enrolled in Head Start. You make them feel comfortable. You a member of the community. It don't exactly. matter. Exactly. You're 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 a you're a young family or an older family or a foster family or homeless. You a member of our community that needs exactly help. that need help. And then I'm looking at the kids going. I'm sorry, they didn't pick their family. They went in line going, you know what, I think I'm going to pick that family. They didn't struggling. pick the struggle their family was going and through. And I'm sure the family didn't pick it either. I'm like, do yeah. you really think people want to sit there and struggle? Absolutely not. You know what? This season of my life, I want to be unemployed. Yeah, Ain't nobody going to say like that. that. Right. Ain't nobody going to say, you know what, I want to be in debt. Most people, all the people I've ever talked to, I shouldn't say most, they really want to improve. Yeah. Now, we know it's not going to be equal, so I always tell people, use the word equitable. I want an opportunity to improve myself. Now, does that mean everybody's going to take advantage of it? Nope. But at least I, I want to be able to look in the mirror with myself and the staff I work with and go, hey, we did everything we could. Now, speaking of the staff, we, we talked in detail about the lengths you go for the community. How do you how do you help in-house? How um, do you keep these amazing people who are volunteering or working? Because you have volunteers, you also have employees. How do you prevent them from being burned out by all the stuff they go through? Because it is a lot of work. It, it, so for me, I, I feel like I, I, I'm a, a staff member's manager. Now I'm employed. Ah, uh, you're a worker that got oh, the title. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm a, Same. yeah, I, I'm blessed to be in the position I am. But I always tell people on your check, it don't say Charles White. So you don't work for me. You work with me. That's yeah. first. So I make sure people understand that. They're I don't not, own this place. I work right. here with you. <laughs> so we, I'm, and I'm here with you. 
yeah. roll my, I'm never going to ask you something. I will never have you do something that I would not do. But then I'm never going to overstep my boundaries just because I'm the director and act like I know everything and, and get in your lane. So like for my managerial staff, I'm never going to supersede them and take away their authority and their respect. I'm going to respect that they know what they're doing. For the, the teaching staff, I'll use them. I'm going to try to get an understanding of what's in your classroom, what's, what's struggling, so I can talk back to the manager. Hey, what do we need to get these folks? Do they need chairs, new furniture, whatever it is. I'm going to do my best to make that happen. Was that a learned skill or that's something you innately always kind of had? Cause I think I always had it. I'm not going to lie. When, when I got program director here, there's a few instances where I'm like, oh, wait, no. Like, I got to establish my authority here. And then quickly, my mentor's like, bro, relax. Just do the job. Exactly, because they already know what your job title is. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, all right, less is more. Say less. Well, play, see, I think it was. I've always been this way because I played basketball. Oh, see, yeah. You playing mean, basketball, you, lacing them yeah. up with a, in a team concept, I was like, okay, nobody's going to have to worry about my part. I'm going to make sure I do my part, but I'm, I'm going to have to help my boy. You know, I'm a, he get beat. I got to slide over there and help. And then I'm a, I got to trust him enough that he going to get to my man if I have to stay over here. Yeah. So that that concept, see, that that was grammar school through high school for sure. Like it was just beat into you. Like winning was <laughs> always important, don't get me wrong. How you went, how you were winning mattered. You know, I have my, I, I'll say this, so I hope if he ever listened or somebody tell him I mentioned him. My coach, Felix Lobdell, <laughs> he Felix. used to be like, this was his favorite word. I don't need you, son. <laughs> He's telling that all the time. Like, I get another person. And you, we laugh and make jokes about it. All the players, anybody that's listening to this, and play for Coach Loud, they'll know what I'm talking about. I don't need you. And he was like, I don't need you, son. You need me. There's and a it system. Was true. Yeah, he was there. It was true. We did need you. We, we need your help to get where we want to go. So then, having that mentality and really listening to that, and plus he he really cared about you, so he wasn't gonna just hand it to you. You gonna work. So then, by the time I got to high school, and I got to Central, and then playing with the, uh, you know, playing for Coach Bishop, it was it was just a no brainer. I mean, he just instilled us teamwork. Uh, we worked hard. We had a good time. I had a good group of dudes that they lived, and they lived in a different world than I lived. And my experiences were different than theirs. But at the same time, we all we did have a lot of we had more things in common than not. Then mm -hmm. being able to play against. Um, you know, the David Boots, the Lynn Collins, the Demetrius Clemens. Then you had, you know, Woodruff, you had Andy Irby, Patrick Jackson, Jerry Alexander. You know, them the dudes, you had Brian Pollard playing for Witchwoods. Uh, you, they were so loaded. Peoria is so wild we were, so we was baseball, loaded. With when, basketball. When I, when I was in high school, so, but that, that aspect of it helped you huh. become a leader. You know, I'll just use David as a prime example. David didn't play in the NBA, but David is a top executive in the NBA right now. Like, David Booth, the cat that we just played high school ball with that I could call that him. That is right. Him. So, you look at that, you know, Marcella Somerville, he played overseas for years. Yeah, and the only reason why he gave up was because he wanted to be a family man. Right. You have Sean Livingston that went to Pelia High School, played right here. Now he Comes played back every year. a, a three-time NBA championship. Four-time. Four-time. Four four yeah. My bad, Sean. My bad, bro. Four-time. Broke his leg, thinking his career over. Yeah, here. I mean. He's in the office so now. So, you, you have that. You, you have a lot of guys. You have guys right now that play great in high school and for whatever reason didn't make it to college, but you got a lot of guys repping that know basketball that said, I'm here. I'm going to put the time in. So you, that's what I went to a game and I was like, man, I, I don't even think the parents know who this dude is. You know, I was went to a game and 
some old school cats know, Pat Pollard was refereeing. Pat Pollard was a monster at Richwoods. But if you don't, if you didn't pay attention, you know, them was the dudes that you looked up to. You know, Manuel had a ton of guns. Central had some guns. Yeah. You know, one of my guys to this day is Steve Harvey. He's an old Central alumni. Steve Harvey made sure I got to open gym every day in the summer. I don't care what he was doing, where he was at. Steve, I need a ride. You know, stop everything. Take me to open gym. You know, I don't make it to the open gym. You know, do I make it to Bradley? I don't know. Cause, but that huh. see, so when I look at that, that small thing, exactly. So for me to go now, you asking me, you know, for staff? Huh? I'm I'm going to war for y'all. I always, only thing I ever told staff, and you know, you and I had that conversation. We was walking in here. This don't let me get blindsided by something. Yeah, if I'm gonna take a bullet. Please let me know what I'm taking the bullet for. <laughs> what I said, my manager style is: <laughs> if your shit don't become my shit, I don't give a shit. Just don't blindside me with shit. Let me get beat down, <laughs> and then I'm trying to figure out like, okay, what just happened here? Especially something we can prevent because yeah. one thing about the the head the head start portion of it, we have a lot of flexibility because oh, the head start strictly wants you to help these families. There's they no parameters. There's no, like, it depth is, you got to meet. But they just they give you a guideline, which is called the Head Start Program Performance Standards, and it's just a here's what you need to do, but they don't tell you how to do it. So it's like it's one of those where I'm going to give you the whole 12th floor, and I'm going to give you $10 million. You can do it the way you want to. Stay within these parameters. Oh, that's blessed. So now you just have to make it work for what you're – that's when you do a community assessment. You do a self-assessment. You do those – community assessments are done every four years, I believe – the self-assessment is annually. Now you just look and say, okay, what ha- what did we do wrong? What do we need to course correct? Oh, yeah. And then you got to have a lot of humility. So when, be, in order to be, to me, see, there's managers and their leaders. Supervisors, managers are the same, and then they're leaders. Supervisors and managers are picked. Leaders are not. Because you don't have to be in a supervisory role to be a leader. But now, are there some characteristics that overlap? Absolutely. That's true. Now, if you want to be a great leader, then you better be a great follower. So sometimes you yeah. got to step. You got to step outside of your little, it, your crown. Yeah. Put it on the table and go sit at the table and listen to the other person because he or she has the skill set and the knowledge. That's how I work with the folks I work with. That's why we. That's we have a great time. Like I said, we 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 work really hard. I mean, if you if you could be in some of the meetings that staff have, it's funny sometimes, and they always call me petty. I've seen them get heated. Then it'd be lunchtime. Er, time out. We we gonna go back to this. Hey, what are we doing for lunch? And they will eat lunch. But is a heater is just go, super passionate. It's like, passionate. hey, yeah, but they, but it's I heated. think like, this they is get, gonna work. They digging deep because I believe mine. I believe mine. But then they go eat lunch together. Not personal. They finish eating lunch. They get right back in the room. Boom. But you know what? When they come out at the end of the day. They have an agreement because their whole goal was they always remember we got the same mission. We're a team. Which is the best way to do it. And they figure out. And sometimes, you know what? You win. Sometimes you win. Sometimes we both. Sometimes it's both of ours. Sometimes it's neither one of them. I mean, and that's what you have to. You have to allow people. You have to allow people to make mistakes, just not the same mistake. And then you can't just beat somebody down because they made a mistake. And then you have to set it up so that they have opportunities to grow, to, to learn, to train. So that's that's my role as well is to make sure, okay, does everybody have what they need? And then do I understand what you need? Yeah. Do I understand what you're doing? Do I know what I'm doing? See, I don't have a problem saying I don't know. Oh, I say find, it all the time. But I'll find out. And so, I'll learn. Hey, I'll but, be honest. Sometimes <laughs> say I don't know when I do know, so I avoid a conversation. 
and, and, and I'll be honest with you. Now that's I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I, I, and I'm opposite of that. I'll be like, I don't know. And then if I know it, I'm like, well, let me tell you what I know. Now, yeah. if you find out something different than I me, learn that. then come back to me. Let's talk about it. Because it, the whole purpose is, is success. Yeah, we're, we're, true. At the end of the day, I'm supposed to be helping families. That is true. That's my job. Yeah. And at the same time of helping those families, I'm supposed to be helping the staff, too. Because if we're really doing a great job, I might lose a staff member because all of a sudden he or she goes to work for this company. It may be in the private sector, but they help people. But you know what? But that's where you got your uh, parent the, committee. The, the, but then, hold on, that, but that staff member, too, what do you think they're going to remember? They're going to come back and help Head Start. Oh, Whenever yeah. they're going, like, no, we're going to help my people because they know. Mm. Because this was a better opportunity for me and my family, and you should take it. But I want you, to, I want you to get there. But I'm just, I'm praying that you look back, like, hey, I got y'all. So carry us in your heart. Exactly. So I want people. That's my whole goal is to. I want people to want to work for PCCEO, period. And then get into the agency. Look and see which, which, what is the best place for you? Where, where does it look like you could lay your hat at, uh, and, and work hard. Speaking of, I mean, let's look at the volunteer opportunities you have available. We have administrative assistants. We have fundraisers, interns, mentors, special events committee outreach, volunteer guest speakers. Now, talk to me about some of these opportunities we have for volunteer, like sales pitches. So, for for volunteers, volunteers, I'm definitely going to be, I'm going to be a little pro's head start right here, Mm -hmm. is volunteers can come in to help set up events that we try to do for family. Volunteers could be people that come in and say, "Hey, we're gonna uh, we're gonna give you services to help people with uh, financial assistance. We're gonna do volunteer hours to teach people how to interview. We're gonna do volunteer hours because we want to address people with some mental concerns because of COVID nineteen or whatever else it is. We want to do volunteer hours because we just want to make sure that your classrooms they have all the materials that they need so you can teach the kids. Mm-hmm. We hey." We, we want to provide services, volunteer services from a health standpoint. Yeah, we know you got two nurses, but we also want to make sure that your kids have this. Um, we, had, we, have, we, we have a company right now we did what's called Alpha Vet Eat, and I think I'm saying it wrong, but they, they come in and they do different uh, recipes with healthy food for families. Oh, nice. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. You know, instead of, because people don't realize this. You know what the most expensive foods are? The foods that are healthy for you. It's cheaper to get some stuff that's not healthy, but the healthy foods cost more. So they, they'll show you how to get healthy foods inexpensively and make meals that actually taste good but are healthy for you. So that, you know, because we got to look at the future. Like one day we somebody going to be taking my place. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a father of six, so I'm hoping that I'm doing, oh, congrats, I'm doing a man. great job uh, showing my children, okay, hey, look, you, you know, people like, I don't want to buy nothing. Yes, you do. You owe now, how you mm-hmm. how are you going to pay? We all owe. I'm sorry. We the minute we came on this earth, we owe. Oh, yeah. So what what you so how you paying back? That's the question. That's and that's the self time. Right. <laughs> so you got to look in the mirror. So that volunteer piece is it's big. So and if anybody wants to volunteer, you can call 309-671-3960, 309-495-5254. You can come to 616 Abington and walk right in the door, push the button. Come in. Our receptionist will say, "Hey, how can we help you?" You can say, "Hey, you know what? I saw on your website, I heard on the radio that, that there's volunteers. Um, I want to. I just want to see what's available that I can do. We're gonna ask you, hey, what do you do? So 
We need people. I mean, it, how it's just can a you help? <laughs> so right, because it's not. So I always go. It ain't what we got for you. What would you like to do to help us? What skill sets you have here at the open? Because your skills, there isn't a bad skill that I've seen. You know, I, somebody wanted to come and volunteer. Hey, you know what? I want to help twice a week because I want to take out your garbage. I know you got some people to do that, but I want to help. Come on. Like, there's this cat on TikTok right now. Uh, I forgot what community you're from, but dude takes all the young boys and teaches them how to work on a car. Like, after school program, but it's just him on TikTok. Like, all right, guys. If you look on the inside of the car door, you're going to see the PSI. You're going to see what it is. This is what it is. This is where the oil is. This is how you check it. And he's recording it just so people can see, like, hey, all it takes is a small amount of knowledge. You may just know how to change a tire, but you know what? There's five other cats in this room that don't know how to do that. There you go, right there. So if you if you have the skill set to help um, with cars and you're like, okay, you know, I'm not going to charge people a lot of money. Or, you know what, I just want to help, hey, you know, Charles. I can help a couple of your people out do stuff on their cars for free. So I'm like, you do know helping that one person is big. You just help three people. You know how, like, that's huge. You know how much money you probably just saved them right there? Exactly. And trust me, I, I, I'm, this is me. I just know that when you, when you, when you uh, sow into folks and good things, trust me, when the harvest comes, you get yours. I believe that wholeheartedly. And yeah. I always want people to go, you have no idea how much of a blessing you are, people. Like, I, I could tell when I have staff members that, that are having a bad day or I could just see it, I'd be like, hey, come on, Martha, let's just talk about it. Like, Mr. White, you got work to do. I was like, I know, I'm doing it right now. Yeah. You're talking to me, I'm like, exactly, that's my job. Yeah. That's now you first. <laughs> so if it's going to take us all day, then we're going to be here all day. I'm going to cancel my whole appointments because I want to make sure you're okay because I want to see you tomorrow. See, I want, we work, technically speaking, for most jobs. In an entire month, you work 20 days. You, that's 15 of those days should be a pretty good day at work. Like you shouldn't really have to have that much stress. The reason why I leave the other five is because it's still life. Things happen. Yeah. So you don't, you just never know. Car breaks down. Just you got an appointment. Whatever. Yeah. Everything. You should, you know, and then sometimes you got to have some place where you got some kind of peace. You know, I don't know if your home life is, is stressful or whatever. I don't need, I don't need to make your work like, just as stressful like you need yeah. some kind of place where you could go that's one of the reasons that's one of the reasons why when i did the move that's one of the reasons why you know we're trying to you know we we did city link our sheridan center was the newest city is we're trying to go to each of our centers and make the classrooms environments like when i go to a classroom and i speak to a teacher just i'm going to say hi i always knock on the door Respect. And it's like, why are you knocking on the door? Are you the director? I'm like, because I'm knocking on your office. I said, if you come to my office, would you knock on the door? They said, yes. I said, so if you're going to knock on my door, then I would have knocked on your door. I am no I am no more important than you are. We in this together. Know you, know me. Mm-hmm. So the more of you that I get to do the job that we need to do, because being day-to-day inside of a classroom or being what we call family development workers, they touch the entire program. You're talking to the parents. You're talking to our partners. You're going in the classroom with the teachers. I mean, when you look at those individuals, you you need to give them some kind of environment. The way they sit before, the way they sit right now, it's still kind of close, but I got my own desk. I don't have to share with nobody. I got my own space. I mean, that that, feels good. That that makes it, people just don't get it. I'm like, it's small uh, things. It is. That's what I always tell them. You know, it's just one of those where, um, 
And when you and when you get a chance outside this right, you should just come down to down, our, yeah. our, our center and just take a look at it. Like I tell everybody, I I'm bragging on my center because we only gonna make, it's really nice now, and we only gonna make it better. And then I'm going to our centers that we have right now. CityLink is great. Sheridan is great. Our Webster Center, we on our way with it. You know, it, it's a larger, older facility, but we have new doors there. We have brand new windows there. We have a brand new roof there. Uh, we have uh, we're gonna repaint the place. Um, we're going to uh, fix up the classrooms one by one. We're going to make some changes in that center Got because that's goals, a staple yeah. in the community. Um, we've done things outside already. We put a new fence. We fixed our playground area. We got uh, rid of all the stuff that was making that center from an exterior standpoint not look very well. Now it does. Look, we're just slowly, you know, it, it's nice for a teacher to be able to open. It's a beautiful day. It's 72 degrees, nice breeze. I'm in the classroom with the kids. I can just pop my windows open. Um, you know, law enforcement, they look out for us. They ride past our centers. They make sure that, you know, it's safe. And, Everything's copacetic, yeah. So that, that's the community piece when you go, and you go back to the volunteers. And even when you're talking about the kids that wanted to do the programs, you know, just because you're in high school don't mean you can't come down to Head Start. I'll find something for you. I'll, find, I'll get in the rules, and I'm, it's something that this kid can do. You do uh, community community service hours for high schoolers? Then that's what we we actually trying to work on right now. We actually trying to start with college and trying to get because I know the education field is kind of going down. We're trying to get the internship when they need to do their student teaching hours. Yeah, is to do it at our facilities. Um, I knew the high school. Some of the high school kids at mine used to stop in the classroom and read to the kids, or if they had time, they would help just um, you know clean up after the kids ate lunch. Just, just some other things, cause you know you think about a a, a five year old and this this high school kid come by and just give me a high five. Oh my god, it's something you just made that kid day. It's the greatest thing since we, we got this saying in Spanish: "Boco a poco, boco a poco, little by little." So it's little by little. Eventually, becomes a lot. Right little by head. little. So I got two questions for you before we wrap up. Maybe three. Okay. We learned about from the TAF to across the states. You rubbing elbows, you finding your purpose here in Peoria after years of figuring out where your skill sets best utilized. We learned about your mentors. We learned about how well you try to manage this entire operation and how you try to give people that safe space to let the, the steam and stress off. But when that's all said and done, you still go back home with six kids and all this. How do you keep your sanity? Well, first and foremost, all six don't live in my house now. <laughs> Four of them are adults. And it ain't me. You know, it, it, it's the woman that I'm married to. She She's the godsend. You know, my wife, she's actually working on her doctorate right now. Oh, yo, big ups. And that's what I told her. She's like, I'm struggling, honey. I was like, if anybody can get it done, it's you. Trust me. And, you know, she's been in education forever. So she has all the skill set. So... You know, when I if I wanted to go home and complain, I'm like, how can, how can I complain? And when I listen to what she's encountering and what she's doing and what she's encountered all of these years, then watching her, I don't know complaints. But you still have that stress. So how do you yeah, I do. And I and I realize. So I just I've learned to just really I'm like I can't take this in the house. And then we share everything. And then one of the things in our house we 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 try to do is we try to have you know family talks and just put it on the table and be upfront with each other transparent like yeah, hey this is you what know, pops going through sometimes you don't like it you know we, we make fun of each other you know we, we do that you know when the but that's house, good though it is man. like you fall in our house you might break your leg but 
Depend on how you feel. Guess yeah. what? We gonna laugh at you. And you could, let the ramen you, fall on you, my yeah. dude. Oh, you burn up. And it, 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 and it could be from our mothers. Like we, you ain't. We don't spare nobody. You know, you would burn oh, up. My mom oh, you, you, are shit talkers. Yeah, we. we that's where I that's get how it from. We we keep it one hundred in there. Yeah. You get in trouble, like you know, I got two fourteen-year-old and seventeen-year-old in my house right now, and it's like Hatfields and McCoys. See, like, bruh, come on, y'all. But then when one get in trouble, or me and the other one, we about to pile on because you in trouble. <laughs> you, and then you're going to be so mad at us. But then when it's your turn. Oh, you're going to let it out. Then we're going to get you. <laughs> you're going to let or, it ride. you know, one time my wife. Why are you laughing? <laughs> exactly. Well, I'll never forget. My son was supposed to be doing something. And my wife is walking up the stairs. I know she at the top of the stairs. I am sitting there doing nothing. And all I could hear, Charles, you better not be up. And I was like, I ain't even doing nothing. I'm like, you know, got me hollering at this. Ah, oh, bruh. Oh, that's how we going to do it? Like, my kids be like, hey, you ain't going to help me? I was like, look, man, I only known you 14 years, bruh. We, hey. we, we, we ain't been in it long enough for me to take your side. I'll be holler at you. I'm Yo. sticking with my wife. You going to leave one day. Hey, honestly, dude, one time my pop came home and he forgot to take the trash out. My mom was already annoyed by something. He's like, where's Salio? And he's like, I'll give you 10 bucks to take the blame. Let's go. I'm like, my bad. He asked me to do it. I didn't do it. She yelled at me. I got the ten bucks. I'll take it, dude. Yeah, Bruh, I'll take the pop. Hey, you just like this. Look, y'all gonna pack up and you gonna go get your family one day. It's gonna be me and mom. So you right, I'm gonna take mom. And she right. At the end of the day, that's your mother. Well, you I don't know, want no smoke. <laughs> I don't dude. want no trouble. <laughs> I asked this because like my pops is 64 now. He's not retired. And he did the same thing you did. He left. Whatever happened at work, I never saw the stress on him. He come home. How's your day? All right. It's good. How's your day? And it would automatically. He wants to see us happy, so he, you know, he wouldn't deal with it. And, and like if you, and a lot of dudes do that. Hey, if you talk to my wife, my wife would be like, "He is pro kids." I'd be like, "Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm biased. Part of it is because of of the missing piece that I had from me and my father." So. I never wanted my kids to feel that way. Like I used to ask my kids, well, how's it feel to get a hug from your father? And they would look at me like, it's normal. And at first I heard my feelings and my wife had to tell them, you know, dad don't remember what it was like to get a hug from his dad. Yeah. So for you all, it is normal because he do it. But, you know, my oldest son, he's 31 years old. We still be like, I love you, pops. Like, we don't care where we are, who in front of us, because I'm like, that don't make us any less of men. It's just a point of, I need you to know I love you. I need you to know I got your back. I'm going to tell you when you're wrong. I ain't gonna just say, oh no, you right, you no, bro, you wrong. I mean, you gotta own it. That's 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 what we do, you know. My kids can, you know. I told them, y'all gotta stick together. You know, you gotta call each other out on on, on your wrongs. Yeah. So reach out to each other. Um, I mean, it's just it's it's just a great dynamics. You know, my wife didn't have the first four kids, but when we all together, who would know it? You only know it because I said it, but you wouldn't know. You just wouldn't know. Yeah. That so. When I look at Head Start, I'm like, you know, that's just a part of my family. When my wife is, she's teaching at her school, that's part of her family. Those kids matter to her. You know, we looking at that. We get on our kids like, these kids would kill to come and live with us. You you, you don't have it tough. You for don't the, know what that look like, For the bro. comfort you have right now, Trust people, me, people are, are crying to have yeah. it. So I don't want to hear that. You know, so, but that that's just what we do. You know, we, we keep it. Real, you know. Do you see the humility being instilled upon them as they see the work that you and your wife are doing? I like, think overall, yeah, they do. It's I, starting I really to. Do. You, yeah. you like you don't feel like it is, but I always tell my wife, I like trust me, they they know. It may not seem like honey, but believe me, like our oldest, you know, he he can tell his sibling this. You know, our daughter, she went to college. Now she works for the college that she 
I cool. went to. Nice. My youngest daughter, she's finishing up her schooling. You know, my second oldest son got his master's degree from Western. Hey, I dude. mean, yeah. Went, but, they, but my oldest two went to they went to college on basketball scholarships. I said, hey, this is a means to an end. You use the skill sets that you have to give yourself a legitimate opportunity in life. Yeah. Now, as you do that, you know, if you can help somebody, help them. You know, don't just take a job always for the money because after a while, I can assure you that it ain't gonna be fun. I have done some jobs in my life that paid great, but creatively I felt starved. He was like, okay, I got to get out of here because, you know, eventually. Great opportunity. Man. But at the same point, like, doing something that doesn't fulfill your soul, it kills you. And people think that's a joke, but I was like, I didn't realize that really until I started working here. And then, like I said, working with the people I work with. And and being in this environment of. Creating extensions of your family, dude. This is. Man, this is great. And then seeing the people that I grew up with and telling them where I work, and they're like, oh, man, you got this. I remember this this piece right here. I was working at Walmart. So I think I'm coming from State Farm, big job, making all this money, and I'm stocking shelves at Walmart. And I remember the dudes I work with like, man, this ain't the best. I said, absolutely not. And I, re- and I remember people seeing me like, if anybody going to bounce back, it was you. you. You good. But my whole, you know, my biggest worry was, I was concerned that if they walked down the aisle I was stocking, they they weren't gonna give me credit for how good my aisle looked. I was like, man, I went to the walk. But it's my the man pride. Aisle. Like my aisle looked great, bruh. Yeah. And that matters. You know, people look they looked at Walmart one way and I looked at Walmart like this is the number one retailer in the world. You do know you can climb the ranks and have a pretty good life. So I always just try to look at I'm an optimist. I just like, hey, yeah, it might be tough now, but it ain't gonna be tough up. You didn't take it as the most. You took it as an opportunity, yeah, I'm girl. like, okay, it happens. State Farm gave me 25 great years. They helped me take care of my family. Now, here go round two. And yeah. then in the midst of round two, I had, I, I had a plan. I said, in one year, I'm going to be, a, at the time, it was a co-manager of the store. That was my yearly plan. And I was on my way. Two months, got a promotion. Two more months, got another promotion. This job, a twofold and fully transparent, was I hadn't had a job that worked Monday through Friday in about 20 years. Oh, snap. And yeah. to be able to go home, like, and not work on the weekend, I hadn't had that. You know, even when I worked at Walmart, I worked second shift. Worst shift in the history of the world. So whoever <laughs> listening and made that shift, shame on you. <laughs> shame. Man, it's just a crime to have that shift. Also, whoever created the two-day work weekend, shame. Yeah, really should have three-day work week, but that's a different yeah, story. You know and saying? I did. Now, the plus was, I was off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're not going to talk about that. You know? yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah, man, like you know what? I see it because I like your perspective on the world because it for me that was a learned skill. When I got let go from my radio station in Chicago, I was working GameStop, Ace Hardware, Menards, and at first I did take it as a big ego hit. And I had to learn as a dude like, yo, this is still an opportunity to make some income. I'm still keeping my resume padded doing things. I'm learning something on the fly that I probably wouldn't have had the knowledge to learn while I was working in the ivory tower. Now I'm doing the real job and I'm learning humility. Like, don't get me wrong. Now, I was, you know, it, it still was a little tough. Like, man, I lost my job. Really, how could they do that to me? But I wasn't like, I wasn't going bad. Do you have the identity crisis? Because I had one huge when I, I lost I, it. My wife said I did. I like, I feel like I didn't. But remember, she could see a lens I couldn't. So I'm sure I probably did. Probably wasn't. I think when I started climbing at Walmart because I enjoyed going to work. Like, I, it, I didn't mind, though. Know, you had purpose. And things and sometimes to do. I would get off at, it'd be like 2 o'clock in the morning. I would get home, shower, 
Then I'm up in the two more hours because I'm kicking, cooking my kids' breakfast. Then I'm probably taking somebody to school. I always took my youngest son to school because he's like, he just didn't catch the bus. So I took him to school. Then I would go home. So, I mean, when I look at it, there's a reason why I'm here. Everything happened to me because now I can, sh- I can share this story with, with folks and go, it ain't over yet. Yeah. You know, and I and I mean it just like that. Like my words just like that. It, it ain't over. You know, people are like, no, it's not over. No, you know, it ain't over. I'm mm-hmm. I'm coming from the, the dude in the Tav Homes telling you, it, it ain't over. When I said twenty twenty four, we rolling. I mean we, we gonna get here. You gonna I I tell my staff we gonna roll our sleeves up, all of us. Not just head start, PC CEO and we getting it in. And mm-hmm. we gonna we gonna be a place where people wanna work. To help this, and we're gonna help this community, and I'm talking about the county. And we're gonna look back, and we're gonna keep going so that we're gonna leave this place better than what we got it. So when it's our time to step away and the new blood to come in, because you know life changes, technology changes, they're gonna have a foundation of okay, it's grit and grind. We're gonna have a good time while we're doing it, but we're gonna we're gonna have some blood, sweat, and tears. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna be successful. Yeah, again, it's a speed bump. It's not a roadblock because in roadblocks, see, that's the part people don't think about either. When it's a roadblock, what's the, what's, what does the sign say? Detour. It didn't yeah. say you couldn't get to Walmart. You just got to go this way now. Yeah. Okay. Dead end. Go somewhere else. That's it. Yeah. So I always look at, oh, it's a detour. Oh, it's another bridge to go over. Man, I didn't even know they had all this when I went this way. Now you just realize because you're so used to going this route, it's something else over here for you. And, 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 but you don't know. There's you a blessing in the redirection. Exactly, because you don't know what you don't know. And it's right. And that's what people have to realize is that every last one of us on this planet, and then I'm going to go all the way back down to our community, we have an opportunity to make a difference each day. Mm-hmm. And it does not have to be something that's put on TV, just the simple things of, it's a commercial that I used to, um, I think I said Random Act of Kindness, where the very first two people said, somebody said, good morning, hi, and then they passed it along, and by the time you looked up, it like 20 people spoke to each other because of these two interactions of hi. <laughs> that's how you, that's how, that's the perspective I try to start looking at life now is, I want people to see me and want to be able to go, hey, Charles, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? And be comfortable with me. When I walk in the room, yeah. I want the room to light up, and I want them to know, hey, I'm in. Look, well, I was Charles. Right. You know, I'm the same. You know, I want them to like, you know, I, that's the dude that used to play basketball. I sure am. You know, and I always plug, I'm a central lion. I'm a Bradley Brave. Without those two in terms of, for me, a little bit personally, I don't know that I'm sitting here because there's some things I learned in there. Hey, you missed one thing on that. You know, what's that? Central lion, Bradley Brave. Peoria proud. Oh, I'm a hundred percent. You know what I'm that, saying? That that, that 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 goes without saying. I, I'm a I'm a do, I'm a young man from Peoria that I've been out of I've been places and I ran into people from Peoria who remember me and I remember them. So Ain't that people crazy? know people know Peoria and they know who we are. They know us from from uh, business and they definitely know us from sports too. And I'm going if sports is the is the the key that opens the door for us. Okay, we'll use that. Yeah, we just need to get in. Now we in, okay, what are we going to do to make it work? You know, because everybody good. isn't this way. We got to make it work. Come on. We got yeah. some very smart kids yeah. that can do technology. Hey, I need your help to take care of this. We got kids that are radio, TV. We're going to have some heart surgeons. Think about this. We have the potential right now to head start. We're, we're 
actually getting young doctors, lawyers, presidents, CEOs, athletes, you name it, they all coming through our door right now. That's oh, how I feel. One thousand percent. That's how I feel. I mean, look at your head now. I mean, on the uh, was it um, all over the U.S. Nah. Your main dude was a guy who went That's through right. the system. And you, you, you said in D.C. The, the young lady before that was some of the it, some some people in Congress. They were like, I was a head start student. What are you talking about? Whoa! I yeah, mean, it all starts with somewhere. The small act. There you something. go. That. You know what's crazy though? Like we we talk about small acts and you know taking the roadblocks and going around. Like before two two thousand and twenty two, I had no idea what Peoria was. But now in this community for two years, I'm like gun ho. I'm like, okay, let me find these amazing stories. Let me find these individuals, organizations doing great things. And my last question that I'd love to ask anybody in this podcast when they come down is: these episodes are collections of stories. Each is a book, and every time I read a story. There's a gold nugget from it. So when I'm done with the book that is Charles White, when your story is done in this world, what's the gold nugget that you want people to take away from it? Hmm. He always thought about the next person. The next person mattered to him. If I had to have a gold nugget, yes. The next person mattered. Pass it on. The next person matters to me, cause it does. That that's my goal, Nugget. The next, the next one. If I had to just simple it down, the next one. So, for the next one, how can they get involved? Let us know one last time. PCCO.org. Click on the Head Start application. Six Sixteen Abington Avenue. Pop in. You can ask for Charles White. I'll be if I'm there. I'll be more than happy to meet with you. You can call 309-671-3960. Or 309-495-5254. I will, we, we can talk, meet, and I'll tell you about Head Start. I'll tell you about PCCEO, what you can do not only for just our program, but for the agency as a whole. All right. Well, that's been episode 51 of the KZ Community Beat. I'm Ross Martinez, your host in the hot seat, all the way from the TAF, the PCCEO, and the uh, their Head Start director, Born and proud Peoria right here. Charles White in the hot seat, man. I appreciate you, dog. I mean, I appreciate you having me. I hope we can do this again. I will say, go back, listen to the other episodes. If not, I'll tell Charles White to come dunk on you. Exactly, because people know I did. Post it though. You know, you still got it? Can you? Oh, I ain't jumping no more. I, I got a kid to do that now, man. Hey, Them bro, days over yeah. with, man. I'll, I'll pay someone five bucks. Yeah, like, bro, you can do that. I, I, ain't, I don't have that no more.